Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven Podcast. Yes, on today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing uh, Season 5, Episode 14. Um, the title is V-Day, or in Germany it is called Valentine's Day. And I just realized it's the 14th episode. Is that like a... Oh, Is wow. that a thing? They planned that really well. Or is it not? Who um, knows? Also, just putting this out there Before once again. Before we get into it, yeah. Um, remember, our giveaway is still happening. Um, you can find the link to that uh, pinned to our Twitter and our Facebook and also in a post on our Instagram that's going to get buried shortly. And that's going on until October 4th. I understand we may have been saying October 2nd, but we meant October 4th. That is a Wednesday. There will be a new episode that day. And we'll probably post the winners on our social media and then probably announce them in the ne- in the following episode. Yeah. Um, we if you guys don't know what the giveaway is, it's a uh, special Camden cast stickers that you can put anywhere you want. Uh, they're currently on Aaron's laptop. Well, there's one on I there. only have one. There's one on Aaron's laptop. I'm still trying to find the perfect place to put mine. Um, Your car, that's it. Oh, I should put it on the car. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and it's really easy to enter. You'll just give us your name and your email address, and we'll pick ours. Yeah, and we'll email the winners, obviously. So, yeah, anyway, we'll get into... We'll not get into the episode. The IMDb user synopsis is very brief today. It is... Everyone but Lucy is stuck home celebrating the twins' birthday on Valentine's Day. Lucy and Jeremy keep running into Lucy's ex-boyfriend. That's the whole... That's it? Yeah, synopsis. Wow! So anyway, what was your first impression? Um, I think they put too much in this episode. I appreciated all the callbacks. There's a lot of callbacks to past romances, or like the past important people in Camden's lives. Except for Matt. We don't see anyone from Matt's past. His only true love, John. That's it. (laughs) Um, Well, we hear Heather's name. Yeah, but, like, he doesn't mention, like, I would assume they would at least bring her back for an episode if they're going to bring everybody else that they brought back. Yeah. Um, It seems kind of like that. this should have been the episode that played after the 100th episode because it would make sense because all these people were in town. Yeah. For the, like... Oh, yeah. Because Dina came to visit for the 100th episode. But in this episode, they say that that was only a week ago. Ah, so... So was the other episode in the middle supposed to be, like, a mid... No, it wasn't, because... Didn't it happen... I feel like that episode was a weekend It was supposed episode. to be a weekend, yeah, because Matt was, like, living... There was a dance. Yeah, there was yeah. a dance or something. No, there wasn't a dance. <laughs> I made that up. No. No, wait, they were in school. It wasn't a weekend, because remember, Elena sees them sees Lucy and Mike making out. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... But that's still... I feel like that's probably still... Because oh, there's yeah, a date been, that night. They were supposed to go on a oh, date that go, night. Yeah, yeah you're so right. Yeah, so it's a Friday. Ooh, timeline. Seventh heaven ta- timeline. All messed up. I can't believe they made a mistake. <laughs> I'm just saying that this... Sh- I feel like this would have worked in reverse. I mean, obviously it wouldn't have because you had to set up who Jeremy is, but whatever. And Valentine's Day, you know. I don't know. Yeah. So let's get into the cold open, uh, which starts with... Jeremy and Lucy on the phone together. Uh, we, If you guys don't remember, Jeremy was introduced in the very last couple of minutes of the previous episode. He's the gentleman that um, Mike. Mike was setting Lucy up, up with. And apparently they're hitting it off really well. They seem to have been talking a lot on the phone, but they have not gone on their first date yet. 
So I think they'll be going on their first date for Valentine's Day. No, yeah, they're setting up their first date for Valentine's Day, which, by the way, is just a total recipe for failure, disaster, however you would like to put it. So many expectations, I feel, maybe, especially... Again, this is like another kind of inconsistent thing with Lucy's character. I would expect Lucy on Valentine's Day to be, well, as you see later in her storyline, she kind of does with what she wears. She She's like big on, I don't know, expectations. And I think, yeah, um, so this phone call, I guess we're, we, get, we get pop into the middle of the conversation where, Jer- where Lucy asks Jeremy, what do you want to do? What do you want to like go to college for? He doesn't know. And he's like, what about you? Why do you want to be a minister? Or if you weren't going to be a minister, what would you be doing? <laughs> she says, oh, I'd be a Broadway singer. And and he's like, oh, wow. She's like, yeah, and if that ever happens, I'll make sure you have front row seats and a backstage pass, which is the biggest in UNO I have okay. ever heard. <laughs> Please, front row seats, backstage pass. Um, and this is when they get conveniently interrupted by Robbie, who has his own Valentine's Day plans and needs to call a restaurant to... to make a reservation. Right. And this is when the hoopla begins. Um, Lucy kind of, like, gets off the phone with Jeremy and runs after Robbie trying to figure out who it is he's dating. Simon finds out. Ruthie finds out. And then finally, Matt comes out of his... Wait, well, he comes Rev- out of the... Oh, yeah. Rev and Annie find out. But he's like, I don't want to talk about it. So they're all like, we have to figure out who Robbie's going on a date with. Um, for, because, as Simon says, they are all starting to like Robbie. So they're like, oh, if we might have to kick him out if he dates someone that isn't Mary. Um, and at that point, Matt comes out of the twins' room holding one in each arm. And he's like, oh, don't, don't worry. I'll find out what's going on here. Um, so he sets off to chase after Robbie. I believe you wrote down the exact phrasing. Yes, I did. He says, oh, Robbie, old boy, wait up. This is, I actually thought this was funny. Um, and that's kind of where, well, they have a bit more conversation at the end of this where Lucy's like, oh, no, how are we ever going to figure this out? And Annie's like, we're Camdens. This is what we do. (laughs) Which has never been established before, that they're, like, detectives. I mean, actually... That's totally a lie. It has been. All they do is snoop and get in everyone's business and find out what everyone is doing. So I guess that was kind of accurate. They're pretty self-aware now, I guess, about what their role is in, like, the world. <laughs> um, in other people's lives. Um, so that's that's the cold open, and uh, we will do... I'm, I'm going to say that we can pluck together the kids except for Lucy. Yeah, so we'll start with Matt, Simon, and Ruthie's storyline, and they are all kind of, well, I don't know, Ruthie isn't really, like, lamenting not having anyone to go out with for Valentine's Day, but she starts by calling Bert, who was the kid who was in love with her, and she was like, oh, you're my boyfriend, you just have to do whatever I say, and inviting him over because, as we know, the twins' birthday is Valentine's Day. So she's just kind of doing this because... I don't know. She's she. She's, everyone else at Robbie has a date, and she's jealous. She wants. Um, it's well. Everybody's plan to have a date is to somehow figure out who Robbie's date is. So she thinks that uh, getting a date with Bert means that Robbie will have to pick Bert up with Robbie's date, and then she'll know who it is, and, which is her plan. Yeah. And Matt and Simon both think that if they can get a date, that they'll be able to go on a double date with Robbie and his date. So Simon calls Dina. Dina calls Simon. I think Dina's the one that calls Simon. Um, or, so they are she's on the phone. In town. Yeah, she's Dina's in town. Dina's in town. 
some someone one one of them calls the other, and um, Simon is like, "That's great. You can come over for the twins' birthday." Um, Dina is not really the fashion queen we let last in the first time we see her she really is not um very fashionable and i was very disappointed i think i'll give her this because she was at home she's probably she's in a big um like light blue turtleneck she probably was just in her comfy home clothes like yeah she was just hanging out uh, she doesn't need to you know be she wasn't at home she lives on the east coast now oh right well she was visiting her yeah visiting she... family or something so she was just hanging out at at home at her a home. home. A home. So um, Matt, on his journey to get information out of Robbie, uh, is chasing after Robbie. Robbie, who runs to the garage and decides to hide in the trunk of a car. But apparently that's a normal hiding place for the Camdens because Matt finds him right away. Uh, Matt doesn't seem to really care about who Robbie's dating, more so if that person can get a double date for Matt. Um, they, for some reason, are talking about, like, their past relationships, Robbie brings up Mary and Matt for some it's reason. It's like, Heather yeah. and I, like, if only she's the one that got away. It's like, ugh, why do you keep on doing this? Um, and, like, I think the whole thing for Matt is, I don't want to be alone on Valentine's Day, so call your, the girl you're going to see and get me a double this date. This is actually the best strategy for finding out who the date is. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt wins this round because... The rest of them kind of, like, Ruthie's plan is the most foolish. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, this all kind of culminates on the actual, well, on Valentine's Day, right before the party, when it is time to go pick up all of the dates. So Matt is driving Simon and Ruthie, and first we stop at Bert's house. Can I just say that the reason that Matt's the one that's driving them and not Robbie is because Robbie was unable to get a double date for Matt. So he's relegated to being the a chauffeur. chauffeur. Uh, continue. Uh, yeah, so first we go to Bert's house, and Ruthie goes inside, and she comes back out without Bert, and she says, oh, he's sick. Um, and it does, and, But she's like, oh, it doesn't really matter. I didn't want to hang out with him anyway because I was just using him to figure out who Robbie's date is, but that doesn't matter now because Matt is driving us. Then we go to Dina's house where she comes outside with her boyfriend. Pete. Uh, Peter. Pete. Oh, Peter. Uh, and we find out that it was a misunderstanding, and Dina really just thought that they were going over there for the birthday party and didn't realize that Simon thought it was a date. Uh, so, As Simon says, he was doing this for old time's sake. So uh, Dina doesn't end up going with them because she realizes the misunderstanding, and she's like, oh, I don't feel right about going over now. Then um, Matt never... Well, they, they all come back. Yeah. And Matt I, never had a date. So. Matt never had a date. Um, Matt actually, his, the rest of his storyline kind of takes place with John and Priscilla, which we'll get to in a second. I also just wanted to mention that Mary is actually in this episode, but only on the phone. Um, and it's just a, like, a, like a kind she's of like, oh my thing. god, Robbie's dating someone? So, ba- yeah, she, and everybody seems to think that she's dating someone as well. Um, so just like to give you a little recap on that. Um, she keeps on calling, but every time she calls, she wants to speak to Robbie, and nobody ever gives the phone to Robbie. They kind of forget that she's on the phone, but she hears everybody else's conversations, which is how she first finds out that Robbie's going on a date, and then second, like, finds out, tries to find out who it is. Um, Hi, Jinx, because then she keeps yelling in the phone, and nobody's listening. Uh, apparently, the Rev 
I guess when we talk about the Rev and Annie, which yeah. will be in a second, we can talk about them. Um, then the birthday party takes place, and it's time for everybody to go on their dates, except nobody is going on their dates, except for Lucy and Robbie. So they're kind of just stuck at home, um, which is when I think Matt decides that he's going to, because he doesn't have anything better to do, go to John and Priscilla's. Um, I guess we'll talk about John and Priscilla now. Yeah, so John and Priscilla's storyline is kind of, I forget exactly where it picks up, but so Matt calls once he realizes he doesn't have a date and he asks if they can come if he can come over to John's and John's like uh, it's Valentine's Day that I don't want you here it's Valentine's Day oh and Priscilla is, is like this is just a commercial holiday I hate Valentine's Day the more the merrier but we find out she has like ulterior yes. motives so he come Matt comes over with some cake uh, but like she's hiding this big well, right secret. before right before Matt comes over she says that she has to tell John, like, this big secret that she's been keeping from him. Uh, and John is like, I need to know right now. And then Matt comes to the door. Um, and Priscilla, you can tell, is stalling to keep Matt there. Um, but finally, when he leaves... Well, first, John leaves. Yeah. Because, like, she's not communicating with him. Matt doesn't seem to get the picture that he's not really <laughs> wanted. And he's like, well, if you're not going to take a walk, because he, like, he suggests to Matt, maybe it's time for you to take, take a hike. A, yeah. <laughs> Then I'll go and leave. And when he leaves, that's when Matt's like, all right, what's going on with you two? And Priscilla tells her, her tell, tells him her deep, dark secret. But we still, we still don't know it yet. Right. Um, so when John comes back, Matt leaves, and we hear Priscilla's secret because she tells John. And it's the most... I, I don't know. I didn't think it was a big deal. Well, no, I, I did think, think it, it was a big deal. It is a big deal because, like, why did they wait this long? Like, uh, and why did she... I don't understand. Yeah, it's like they. you said that they should have, like... He, he should know this when, like, they got engaged. Right. Um, so, anyway, the whole story is that Priscilla has been married before. Um, and... Like, she married her high school boyfriend because they were going to different colleges. And they thought that would keep them together. So... Uh, John, though, like, starts laughing at this, and he's like, that's it? That's your big secret? Oh, my mom was married once before. Um, they got married on Valentine's Day, and, and like... Yeah, and he calls every year, and, you know... My dad th- hates it. So... Like, he just thinks it's a bonding moment, because he's, he's like his dad now, and uh, his his mom is like his girlfriend, and there's this whole thing about... Or not his girlfriend, his fiance. He's like, you're... They have this kind of they have this fight a little bit where he's like, "Are you mis- are you like c- confusing your mother and me? That's not a good thing for you to be doing." Um, and he's like, "I don't think it's that big of a deal." And she's like, "It is a big deal." But then, Robin but it is, over. but like it's absolutely correct. Yeah, this is something that I think should have been when when they got engaged, like opportune time when like he asked you to marry her, like especially oh. because that's apparently the reason why her parents don't support her marrying John because she's already done it before and failed. So... And also, I feel like this is a subtle way of saying, like, I've had sex before. So, like, maybe it's supposed to be a deal-breaker for John, too. Like, oh, you won't be my first. Um, but it's fine. They, like... she He has no problem with it. She's like, you are the love of my life. Yeah. And that's it. So, anyway... Um, I guess back to Matt, uh, Ruthie, and Simon... They are being losers on Valentine's Day, and they're, I think they're just chilling out in the kitchen when uh, a horse appears. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's really no other way to put it. Yes, it just 
pops its head right into the kitchen window. Um, and I would have loved for this to be someone's hallucination, but sadly the horse was real. And um, Bert comes to the side door and retrieves Ruthie because Ruthie loves horses. And he's like, oh, my uncle owns many horses, and I just need to have this one back by midnight. But um, we, like, I don't know, let's go on a ride on the horse around the block, which seems illegal or I don't know. Um, maybe you can have horses on roads. Um, on residential streets, though? I guess uh, we should probably just bring up the fact that before this scene, Ruthie and Simon have a conversation with the Rev, where the Rev's like, what happened to all your Valentine's Day plans? And Ruthie's like, uh, he wasn't really sick, He like, but then didn't really give a response as to why Bert didn't come. And uh, so we don't really know why he wasn't there in the first place, but then showed up later. But she apparently says something about, no, she does say something about... Um, I'm the only person in this family that can take rejection well. Yes. Um, Because she sees right through Bert's uh, sickness um, excuse. So, anyway, she's the only... She, of course, comes out on top again because Ruthie never loses. So when Ruthie walks out the door, Dina comes in. She's like, did you know that there's a horse in your backyard? And Wait, Dina's outfit... Is way better now. Yeah. Um... Well, maybe we'll have a picture of it just because, just for consistency. Um, but they're very much dressed for winter. Everybody's in turtlenecks. Um, she, basically, her flight got moved, so she won't have any time to spend with Simon, so she thought that they could spend the evening together. So they take a stroll, I guess, along with the horse and Ruthie and Bert. And Matt is alone again. And that's... Sad. Wait, somebody, so Ruthie leaves and then somebody else walks in. Oh, Robbie does. Robbie. Never mind. That's part of Robbie's storyline. Yeah. Um, I think that's it, right? Yeah, for, for those those three kids, yeah. Um, so, anyway, then we have... Let's just quickly say what the Rev and Annie are doing throughout oh, yeah, this episode. Yeah. So, Annie is very much big on finding out who it is Robbie's dating, but she's also obsessed with the twins and making sure that their birth... <laughs> like, everybody's attending their birthday party. Which, by the way, a lot of episodes in this season in particular have kind of just let the twins, because they can't really, they're two years old, they can't really have them in storylines. So, like, a lot of episodes, you just don't see them at all, and occasionally someone will be like, I'm about to go check on the twins, and that's the extent of, like, the fact that these human beings exist. Um, but carry on. <laughs> Whereas the Rev is taking a completely different approach in that he doesn't want to get involved, he doesn't care, which is completely unlike the Rev, when he's usually very much involved in everything Robbie's doing. And we find out that the reason that the Rev is kind of, like, aloof about all of this is because, uh, because of Ruthie, actually. Ruthie's the one that figures it out. So he's like, is it because, like, is Mary dating somebody else? And the Rev doesn't say anything, but she, like, knows. She's like, oh, okay. And so we find out that apparently the colonel told the Rev that there's a guy at the homeless shelter. Which I don't, I feel like I absolutely should know this, but is it Carlos? That's what I literally was going to say, okay. is it Carlos? Because Yeah, it's Carlos. Okay, sorry. Because that's where she met Carlos. In the homeless shelter in um, California, and then he went to New York. And yes. now she's in New York. So are they at the same homeless shelter? <laughs> yes. Um, helping out. The answer is yes. Well, I don't know if I end up being wrong on this. Well, I think it's like the logical conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Carlos is the is the man. And apparently, that's why Robbie is interested in dating again because he feels he like- he's heard that Mary's moving on, so he feels like he should as well. Um, as so, the birthday party happens, whatever. Um, and then I guess the Rev 
is giving his gift for Valentine's Day to Annie, which is um, a video that Grandpa Jackson had of Grandma Jackson. (laughs) Ginger, what was her name? What was Grandma Jackson's name? We we looked this up like once. Uh, She was only in an episode, I don't remember. Um, Grandma. Grandma. Annie's mother. Yeah. Um, Because the twins don't know her, and she's like, so we got a video of her singing a song to young Mary, Matt, Lucy, and Simon, and that's what we're going to show the twins, and just so the twins know her. And it's this whole moment that ties into the, like, ending montage. But uh, we don't get to see the faces of the young actors playing. (laughs) We get to see the faces of the young actors who are playing Mary and Matt, only because I think when the show started, they were old enough that, like, you really wouldn't know what they looked like as as kids. But um, the actor who's, like, portraying young Simon and the actress who's being young um, Lucy just have their backs turned. (laughs) Um, also, they all look way close in age. I guess they are close in age. But they all look like they could be interchangeable if you didn't look at the heights of right. everyone <laughs> and the hair color. Um, so, well, I guess that's the thing with kids. You can't really tell. I don't know how old anybody is. Um, I don't know how old adults are. I don't know. That's what they're doing the entire episode. Oh, other than, I guess, Lucy's storyline. Should we do Robbie next? Yeah, we'll do Robbie. Yeah, yeah. So Robbie, as we said, is like the big... We don't really see much of Robbie until the end because he's mostly hiding from the Camdens, trying not to tell them who his date is. So we finally do see him. um, He goes to the promenade after the twins' birthday celebration, and we see him waiting on a bench, and he keeps looking at his watch, so you get the idea he's being stood up. um, And we get, like, maybe two or three cut scenes of that, and then... He's calling... we We assume that he's calling his date, but I think he's actually... No, we are. He is calling his date because his date's not phone, up. Yeah, yeah, the phone just rings and he hangs it up. Um, and then finally we have him sitting on the bench and we see, like, a, pa- a shot that pans from, like, a woman's feet to the top of her body. And as expected, it is Cheryl because the Rev and Annie kind of suspect this. They're like, why doesn't he want us to know who he's going out with? Oh, you you don't think it is? And then they're like, who else would it be? So it's Cheryl... Um, he they are awkward around each other. We gather this is the first time they've seen each other since she kicked him out, and since she lied and since about, she lied about being pregnant to try to trick him into marry her. Um, he think she's like, oh, are you lonely? Is that why you called me over, or do you act? Did you actually like miss me? And he's like, oh, that's too hard of a question. Let me ask you how you are instead. And. It's like, oh, it's t- let's go to dinner. Let's go to the restaurant. He's like, oh, we definitely missed our reservation. He's like, no, I've been... I kept call Every 15 minutes, I called them to, like, let them know I was running late. So she is like, well, that doesn't really matter because I'm not hungry, so we're not going to the restaurant. So... He's like, what are we doing then? And she kind of just looks at him. And she's like, do you want to go? And he goes, oh, <laughs> yeah. And they walk off. So we get the idea that they're going to fuck... Because um, they end up outside of her apartment. Yeah. Um, and she's like, she's like, okay, are we going in now? And he's like, I know what's going to happen if we go in, so I don't know if I want to do that. No, that's the reverse. <laughs> he asks if if we're going in, and she says, no, I know what's going to happen if we go in, and I don't know if I want to do that. It's like, yeah. but you're the one that said. Let's get, like, like I don't want to go to dinner. Let's just go to my apartment. Um. um they have a conversation, which is, I think, supposed to be the end of 
the Robbie Cheryl like relationship completely. I'm assuming it looks like it's the well, end. Well, yeah, because she's like, "How do you feel about me?" or some iteration of that, and he says, "I'm comfortable with you," um, which is definitely like I don't know a thing. Um, and she's like, "I don't want to." be with someone who, who's just with me because they're comfortable with me. I want someone who feels about me the way that you feel about Mary. And you're, like, thrilled when you think about Mary, and, like, that's what I want. Um, and I deserve someone who will treat me that way and someone who feels that way about me. So they decide that, like, Robbie, you're in love with Mary. Cheryl's like, I don't want to be with you if, if you're going to be in love with Mary. Like, it's not fair to me. Um... So they, like, have a hug, and she goes into her apartment, and Robbie leaves. We gather that the reason that Robbie was going for Cheryl was because he th- he realizes he needs to be a way better person, and it requires way more work to be with Mary. And he's decided that he is willing to do that work for Mary, because at the end of the episode, he calls her and tells her so. <laughs> yeah, so Mary gets what she wants, and Robbie, Robbie gets, gets what, what he, he wants, wants, I guess, and Cheryl doesn't get anything poor carlos well i mean it's good it's it's good i mean good for cheryl that was a good that she wasn't just like oh like because she but again this is like poor i mean cheryl's not a character that was really developed but she was developed enough where it was like she was willing to trick someone into marrying her and now she's like never mind i deserve better (laughs) like i think robbie might deserve better because you tried to trick him into marrying you uh yeah and i think I mean, whatever. They wrong. They both wronged each other, right? He, she yeah, lied he, to him. He lied to her. They, this this relationship was not going to work out. Nope. Um, but yeah, so that's done. Uh, and I guess we're still supposed to be on Robbie, the Robbie and Mary train. Are you on the Robbie and Mary train? Do you ship them? I don't. I don't. Not. <laughs> we really. didn't see enough of them being a happy like. Yeah. Or, or we don't know that much about their relationship. In my mind, we saw like them looking at each other through the trees, a community service. I know. We, then, next thing you know, they were at the motel, and, like, you didn't know whether or not you should trust Robbie, and obviously now they're trying to change Robbie's character so that you trust him, but... But also, like, they apparently had a relationship in the summer that no one knew about. Oh, right, right. I I guess we're supposed to be um, shipping them then. I don't, I don't really... I don't ship any... Oh, wait. (laughs) 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 Yes, I do. Uh, But, like, no, no one so far, I've never been, like... I mean, I ship Dita and Simon. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, I ship it. <laughs> I ship them, but... And John and Matt. I, yeah, 100%. There uh, are definitely, like, I have my rare pairs, but, like, <laughs> I don't have, like, actual things that are happening on the show that I was... I liked, I think I liked Wilson and Mary. Yeah, that was cute. I thought that was good. So I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, I don't, I don't know, I think it's kind of, do you think it's, I think it's kind of stupid that they're continuing this, like... Robbie and Mary are, like, it for each other kind of thing. I mean, I think it's all just to create the drama at the house now that he's living there. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Mary, of course, is not going to, like, be in Buffalo forever. She's going to come and visit sometimes. And if Robbie's living there, it's going to be like, oh, no, Robbie and Mary are under the same roof. Like, what antics are they going to try to pull um, kind of thing? It just feels like there's no, like... I don't know, there's no, like, pressure around it. It's very, like, convenient, it seems like. Yeah, and I don't know, they just didn't really build a good foundation no, for it. No, they didn't. Um, so we'll go to the very last storyline, which is the bulkiest <laughs> and was the most cringe. <sighs> we were both kind of horrified. Oh, the end of this episode was uh, 
terrible. So, Lucy... Lucy was the worst in this episode. I don't even know if Lucy was the worst. I feel like she was... Things were just happening to her until the end. All of these men were the worst (laughs) that were saying... All the things that they were saying were... It's just like, ugh. Um, Ridiculous. So, Lucy's on... We'll, We'll start with the fact that she's really nervous about her first date with Jeremy. She doesn't know what to wear. She hates everything that she owns. This is when we get that funny comment from Ruthie about clean underwear being the only thing she needs to oh, feel Oh, yeah, good. she was like, I feel really special when I put on clean underwear, so why don't you just try that? And So then Annie pops into their room because now Ruthie is in Mary's spot in that bedroom and hands a shopping bag to Lucy and is like, oh, I saw it and I knew you had to have it and I went over the budget with your father. And anyway, this is the date for your first... Uh, this is the dress for your first date with Jeremy. And as... Well, while we were watching this, Tammy said, too much. It's too much for a first date. It, we, it was so extra. We will probably post this on our social media. It's a ve- it's like a very formal red dress that one would wear to like, like a, that could be a prom dress even. Yeah. Well, who says the thing? It's a very, and it's a long, yeah, it's a long, like, it's like a gown. Who says the thing about they're going to a restaurant with wine? No, that's the thing with Robbie. That's Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, but we I don't know when, when we were supposed to get the... We, well, anyway, Lucy and Jeremy end up going to, like, a very nice restaurant, but this is still too much for a for nice sure. restaurant. Um, yeah, and apparently, like, Lucy thinks that's a surprise because Jeremy has a surprise planned. Um, they are teenagers, so they have a conversation with the waiter, like, what's cheap? And, and the waiter, like, is, instead of being disgusted, is like, I recommend that you get the house salad and you split an entree. So they end up doing, and he's like, oh, and this, you'll get out of here for under this. And he shows Jeremy a number, and Jeremy is like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Um, I want to say that their date doesn't look like it's going well, though. Like, before all the antics start, like, we are supposed to gather later on that they, she's had the best date of her life. But, like, they're not talking to each other. They had a very brief, like, back and forth about soup, which was very awkward. But right, like, because you get the idea that that's all he can afford. Jeremy says, like, oh, would soup be okay with you? And Lucy's like, that sounds very filling. So we get the idea that all Jeremy can afford is soup, and Lucy's like, oh, God, why did we come here? Yeah, it doesn't seem like the date is going well, and then it, and then the most magical thing happens. We see Jimmy Moon and Rod. They are... They are grown. They are grown. Um, Except Rod looks exactly the same. Jimmy Moon is already, like, losing his hair, though. Uh, he, like, has spiked his hair in a very early 2000s teenage boy fashion. Um, I, wanna, I want to comment that we saw both of them in the, like, in the background of the 100th episode. But Jimmy Moon was wearing a f- more fitted clothing, and you can tell that he had bulked bulking. up. Um, but here, they're both wearing... I don't these, they're supposed to be, like, busboys, I think, because the waiter has, like, a tie on and a white shirt, but they're wearing these kind of, like, black smock-type yeah. shirts. Um, and they... Like, I love... One thing I love about this is that ever since, like, they teamed up to um, do that project on the Rev, that they actually have become, like, bros, and now they're working at the same place, and just, like... They're best friends. This I ship it. Yeah. No, I, this is a good romance here. Uh, like, oh, no, we both I like them. I like them better as oh, friends. Okay, so you're a bro-TP. They're your bro-TP. Yeah. yeah. Not their, you're not OTP. They're yes, bro-TP. they're bro-TP. <laughs> the bro-true pair. Um, yeah. 
No, yeah. Well, I can go either way, but I like that they're friends now. Because, um, like, Rod comes in, is really excited to see Jimmy Moon, and then they both turn around and see Lucy, and then they are both excited to see her. And they take a seat on the same chair. <laughs> it's so cute. Like, they share a chair together, and they're like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. We didn't get... Oh, this is when they say that the... The Rebs party was last week because they were like, "Oh, last week at the party, I didn't get to talk to you." And Lucy's like, "I was busy. I had to talk to other people. You know, I was the hostess. Uh, I was too busy glittering and being the disco ball for that for that party." So anyway, Rod and Jimmy are just like say to Jeremy, "Like, isn't Lucy great? Like, she's just the the greatest. You really, you know, you've got a catch here. Don't let her go." <laughs> yeah, they keep on just reiterating that she. It's the he was she was the best girlfriend they ever had and it's obviously very awkward and what a lucky guy jeremy is and lucy's like you guys need to go now this is our first date like and then they're but they all say the same thing that we did and yeah. they're like valentine's day big pressure yeah and so they like kind of run off and she's like i'm so sorry about that and they continue their date the date's over she has her his jacket around her in a very, like... And they're walking down, I guess... Like, they're, like, promenade adjacent. They're yeah. on, like, a street. There are some store... Like, storefronts. And as they are about to have their goodnight kiss... Or their uh, first kiss. That's not goodnight, because there's a, still uh, another surprise happening. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. It's 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 their first... They're about to have their first kiss, and they're turning towards each other. And Lucy spots no one other than Jordan looking in the window of, like, a jewelry store or something? I, I don't know. I thought it was, like, a PC Richards and Son. I thought no. he was looking at TVs or well, something. He's just, like, looking in a store window, and we see... And Jordan, we always said he looked old when he was dating Lucy, but now he's got, like, a beard, and he's aged about 15 years in the past season. Um, he's eating a banana. And he's eating a banana in a very strange way, too, yeah. So she tries to hide, and Jeremy, like, immediately realizes something's wrong. And he's like, what's happening? And by, before she has a chance to say anything, Jer- uh, Jordan spots her. His eyes bulge out. He's so happy to see her. And he comes over and just, like, doesn't even introduce himself. He just comes over and sneaks in and gives her a big hug. And he's and he starts doing the same thing that Jimmy Moon and Rod did. He starts gushing about how great Lucy is. And, you know, um, then he does this very cringeworthy yeah. thing. And he does, like, he cups his mouth so that Jeremy can't see what he's saying. And he's like, call me if it doesn't work out. It's all disgusting. I I mean, did all these people really have really great relationships with Lucy? Like, Lucy broke Jordan's heart, and then Jordan moved on with his sister. Lucy was awful when she dated Jimmy Moon. She didn't even date Rod. Yeah, like, Jimmy Moon broke up with her because of oh, wait, the yeah, hair she, color. She, she did date Rod. I'm sorry. It was one day. But, like, it was, he came over once, and that was even when she was younger, and they had that weird definition of dating. Uh, but, like, I don't re- recall any of the relationships being magical or, like, her... This was, like, definitely before Lucy had her character change where she became this, like, good person, and they think she's the best... She was the best then. She must. They must think she's, like, a saint now. Um, but apparently this, none of this, like, seems to phase Jeremy at all. Um, would you be phased if you ran into somebody's exes, like, three of somebody's exes on your first date with them? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would just be like, this seems like it was planned. There's no (laughs) way this is a coincidence. Um... Especially because that wouldn't happen. Is Glen Oak that small like, of a town? Right, right. Um, from what we've seen of Glen Oak, it's like a medium-sized town because, like, when they have events where they get, like, a lot of people to... First of all, they never run out of people to help. Right. Um, 
and there's constantly people there that don't know who somebody is. So like, yeah. it seems like it's it's, it's got to be like a medium sized place. Maybe it's they have multiple churches, so it has to be right, right. Um. So anyway, this ends with like she's like, oh, this is great. That was a great surprise. And he's like, no, nope, that's not the surprise. Um. This is the surprise. Oh God! And then we see the pro- like the theater and the promenade, and it says. Valentine's Day, starring Lucy Camden. Um, so, a little back up here. We found out earlier in the episode that Jeremy's dad used to be a waiter, and he's now a musician um, slash music teacher, and he, like, records and stuff and has a band. He's in a band, yeah. So apparently the band had rented out the space at the theater for a show, or no, for a practice, and he's convinced his father to let Lucy be a Broadway star for an evening at the same time as her band practice. Thus, all of this. Um, so we get Beverly Mitchell, i.e. Lucy Camden. Singing. Uh, when I Fall in Love by Doris Day. Um, and it was... Ooh, it made me... I'm thinking about it now and I'm uncomfortable. It's I'm cringing. Um, it's... I don't... It's not, I don't like, I don't think she has a bad voice. I don't, there's nothing wrong with her voice. It's just like, But like the idea of all of it, especially because the entire auditorium is empty, it's just him and then the band. And he's like, this is their first date. And she's singing about when I fall in love. And I think. It will be forever. Especially as you know that it won't be forever. Yeah. You know, like they're making this relationship seemed out, like out like to be like it's destined to be like this is it for Lucy which if that was it I'd be like this is fine this is a fine storyline to have whatever but I know that it's not like I know that this is not the man that she ends up with and I don't even know if this is gonna be a long term relationship for her like well you'll have to watch I and find, find out. out but I feel like I mean I know he's not, he's not the guy that she ends up with which I think is why I like don't like the storyline this like ending it all Anyway, and during this, there's, like, a montage of everyone, like, with their S.O.s, you know, cuddling up. Um, actually, not cuddling up, because, like, John and Priscilla sleep in two separate beds with a divider in between, which is insane. Um, Dina and Simon are hugging. I think Matt is... Oh, Matt's on his Matt's, date! Oh, my God! Matt's, we forgot the best part of this episode. <laughs> Matt's on a date with someone who I think looked like he a younger but also older Cher. Like, she sim- if Cher simultaneously got older and younger. I have to agree with that. I originally said because of the hair and some of her facial construction that she was, like, she looked like a version of Minnie Driver, but I think Cher is better. Yeah. Um, and Robbie, I think, was having his phone call or something. He's just, like, looking up at the sky at, like, thoughts of Mary. Mary. And um, this ties into Rev and Annie because the song that... Grandma is singing to the youngins in the video is the same song that Lucy's singing on stage. Um, and that's how the episode ends. Yep. So if you want to see possibly any of Dina's fashion moments, definitely Lucy's uh, first date dress. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at Camden Cast Show. On Facebook, we are just Camden Cast. And if you want to listen every Wednesday and Saturday, um, we're on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash CamdenCast, and on the Apple iTunes podcast app. And also, if you want to enter into our giveaway, that is the link to that is posted 
pinned to our Facebook and our Twitter, and there's the link has also been shared on Instagram. So what would you rate this episode before we say goodbye? Oh, yeah. Um, I would give it a four, four and a half. I'm giving it a four and a half. It wasn't, it wasn't offensive. I'm going to give this the same uh, score I gave the last one, which is a 3.5. Oh. Um, so that's it. Great disparity. I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. This was Camden Cast. Where can you go?